Amen. Good evening. Good evening. Glad that you are with me tonight. Uh, we are starting our 10 days. That's right. 10 days of fasting challenge tonight. And I am so glad that you are with me tonight. Uh, if you have uh, accepted this challenge and are uh, joining me tonight in this challenge, I welcome you. I am uh, glad that you are uh, continuing with us and parting, uh, doing this with us. Uh, 10 days of fasting up until Pentecost. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, what a um, honor to do this with you. Um, I want to just again come tonight. And I'm to be doing um, every night through this 10-day uh, challenge. I want to come to you encouraging you. Um, and strengthening you uh, through the Word of God and through prayer um, to continue in the fasting um, and to see the glory of God um, fall on Pentecost Sunday. I want to share tonight, uh, just to give you some encouragement, just on two uh, major principles on fasting. And uh, the first thing I want to just briefly uh, share really quick um, is in the Gospel of Luke, we find a terrific story in Luke chapter 17. And in Luke chapter 17, this is the story uh, that Jesus actually shared. It was a parable story that he shared to his disciples. And uh, he, he shared with them about two people that went to the church to pray. Two people that went into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other one was a tax collector. The, the scripture actually calls him a publican, which is what they called a, a tax collector in those days, or somebody who uh, worked in the administrative and treasury work uh, for the uh, Republic. And so we have the story and the contrast between the Pharisee, who was a religious leader, and a tax collector who was a government worker. So you effectively see the contrast here between the church and the government. The church and, and those who many would view, especially at that time, as unable to walk in righteousness. Those who would be unable to have a right relationship with God because of their job profile, because of their duties that they have um, in their occupation. And so in verse number 11, Jesus begins to, to talk about these two individuals and what they did when they went into the church, the temple, to pray. It says that the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself. That means that he was, he was by himself, praying alone, and he stood, he stood up to make sure that he was seen, he was in a position and posture to be noticed. And he prayed and said, God, I thank you that I am not as other men, 
and not an extortioner, unjust, adulterer, or even as this publican, this tax collector. So here, this this Pharisee, this this man who many would view as righteous, as a good man, a God-fearing man, a, a religious man. Here was this man saying, I thank you, God, that I am not all of these, these horrible, wretched things, including this man who is a tax collector. So he was basing his religion and he was basing his righteousness on his identity. He was basing it on his perceived righteousness in front of others. It wasn't his righteousness in front of God. It was his righteousness in front of others. God, I thank you that I am not as. Because my righteousness is supposedly better than the righteousness of an adulterer. Or than the righteousness of an extortioner. Or even as a tax collector. So he was, his prayer was all about how he is better than other people. Now, there's nothing to thank God. I mean, there's nothing wrong with thanking God that you are not, you know, um, a, a person of bad character. But his whole perception to God was, his whole prayer was that he was better than everyone else. It was of pride, not humility. And then, in fact, his prayer even went on in verse 12, and he said, I fast twice in a week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. So now the public, now this Pharisee, this religious person, is even talking about his duties in fasting. He's now going not just to his, his perceived righteousness, but into his works of righteousness. I fast twice in a week. Two times every week I fast. That was his, his whole thing that made him better than everyone else. And then in the story, Jesus now compares and contrasts the Pharisee with the tax collector. Because in verses 13 and 14, he says that the publican stood a ways off, a far off. He wasn't needing to stand up in the middle of the crowd to make himself noticed. He stood far off. He wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven. But instead, he beat upon his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says in verse 14, I'm going to tell you all the truth. This man, the tax collector, the government worker, the publican, this man 
went back to his house justified, meaning he was declared righteous. That's powerful. When Jesus says he was de- he was he was uh, justified, that means that he was declared as righteous before God. He went to his house justified, rather than the Pharisee. In other words, the right. In other words, the 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 religious man did not go back to his home righteous meaning in right relationship with God. But the tax collector, the government worker, the one who everyone thought to themselves, that man cannot ever have a right relationship with God. Yet Jesus said, he is the one that went home justified having a right relationship with God. For everyone who exhausts himself should be abased, and he who humbles himself should be exhausted. Exalted. But I want to, I want to, really look at verse number 12 because I want to compare and contrast here this Pharisee who's, who wanted to make known his righteousness by, by declaring out loud, I fast twice every single day, every single week. I fast twice every single week, two times in a week. He was fasting because he wanted people to see he was fasting. He wanted to make it known that he was fasting. He wanted it to be a public spectacle that he was fasting. And therefore, Jesus said, he, he's not going to walk back home in righteousness. Because that's not something you do when you fast. I'm not looking for people who want to publicly promote themselves while they fast. So when we are fasting in these next 10 days, one of the first major principles I want to share with you is that we are to be fasting unto God, not unto man. We're fasting not so that man will take notice, not so that the people around us will be like, whoa, Wow, look at that. Isn't that wonderful? We're fasting for the righteousness of God. We're fasting for God, not man. Are you with me? Now look with me in Matthew. Because again, I just want to share with you some things. Two major principles about fasting. And if we look at the, the book of Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Jesus is now giving us instructions on fasting. And beginning with verse number 16 of Matthew chapter 6. He says, moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, I say to you, they have their reward. So again, Jesus is now talking about that man that he gave us an example of, that Pharisee, the one who likes to make it known, I'm fasting. Isn't it wonderful? I'm fasting. I want everyone to see me. I'm fasting. I want everyone to know 
I'm fasting. Jesus, in fact, called them a hypocrite. But you, he says in verse 17, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Now, both of those things, I want to take a brief moment here and explain, both of those things have to do with joy. When you were anointed, or when you anointed, as you saw for someone anointed you, it was because something good was coming about, upon you, something good was happening to you, and you wanted to share that good thing with everyone around you. So like when a king was anointed as king over the land or over the thing, it was a it was a huge it was a huge public expression of joy. It was a public expression of, of, of greatness. Yes, I'm going to anoint them so everyone sees, and this is a joyous occasion. So he says, when you fast, anoint yourself. Make yourself look good. Let everyone see how good you look. And wash your face again. That is that, that's a, that was a thing back in those days uh, uh, to make yourself look good for something good was about to happen. Not that not that you need to be oh poor as you. No, you want to go out. If you washed your face, that meant that you were going out, not to get the oh poor are you, but you to get the oh wow what good what good thing is happening in your life. So when Jesus said, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, he was essentially saying, go out as though everything wonderful is about to happen in your life. Go out and show yourself as though something spectacular, something uh, supernatural is about to come upon in your life. That you appear not unto men to fast. That is only the appearance of, oh, woe is me, I'm hungry. Oh, woe is me, I can't do this. Or, oh, woe is me, I can't do that. Because I'm fasting. And I want everyone to know I'm fasting. So that way you can think how good of a person I am. No, instead he says, go out there and just present yourself as though... Wonderful things are happening in your life. Why? He says, because the Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, remember what he said about the hypocrite. He said the hypocrite, when they go out there saying how much they fast and, 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 and oh, woe is me, I'm fasting. He says they already have their reward. Their reward is the public praise of man. Not of God, but of man. But when you fast, don't need to make a big public spectacle of, of, of you fasting and, and have everybody, you know, say, woe is you and, and oh, poor little you. But just, just fast and, and, and go out there and let everyone see the good things that is, is happening in your life. Because the Father who sees what you're doing in secret, He's going to reward you openly. And here's the second major principle in fasting. The first major principle was that 
Um, you fast unto God, not unto man. Your fasting is unto God. The second major principle in fasting is that when you fast unto God, not to man, the Lord will reward you for your fasting. You're not fasting just because, eh, I feel like it. You're not fasting because, well, you know, I just, I thought that might be kind of the, the fad to do right now. That's kind of the cool thing. Fasting, I don't think, will ever be really known as the cool thing to do. No, that's not the reason why you fast. The reason why you fast is because when we fast unto God for righteousness, we know that God will reward our right um, our, our season of fasting. Because the scripture clearly says that right here. He says, The Father who sees what you're doing in secret will reward you openly. There's a reward that follows your obedience in fasting. There's a reward that follows your obedience in fasting. This whole 10 days of prayer and fasting comes from Acts chapter 1. Where the disciples, after Jesus ascended on the 40 days, after 40 days, they spent 10 days fasting. Fasting and praying in one accord in one room. And they spent 10 days seeking God. And what happened in 10 days? Pentecost happened. The Holy Spirit happened. The outpouring of the glory of God happened. A reward came to those who stayed in the upper room, who fasted, who prayed, who sought God. And as a result, God rewarded them openly. Remember what it says? That when the wind came in and the cloven tongues of fire came in, the, the Bible says that they went out into the streets and it became a, a public scene. Pentecost was. The reward of prayer and fasting was Pentecost. The reward of that time of prayer and fasting was Pentecost. And it was a public scene. God rewards your fasting. In fact, look with me in Hebrews chapter 11. Because whenever we respond in faith, whenever we do in faith and we move in faith and we obey in faith, remember, God's asking us to fast. God asks us to fast. Fasting is a, a biblical principle to fast. And when we fast, He rewards us for our fasting openly. Publicly, you will be rewarded for your fasting. But look at uh, Hebrews chapter eleven. In Hebrews chapter eleven, because I want to show you where God says that if you move in faith and you are obedient to my word, this is what's going to come to you. Reward is going to come to you. In Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to begin reading here uh, with verse uh, number 6 of Hebrews chapter 11. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. I want to read that one more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God, when we come to God with our prayer, when we come to God with our fasting, but he who comes to God must believe that he, God, that God is, and that God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. He rewards you when you pray and fast. So tonight, don't be discouraged on day one of your fasting. Don't get discouraged and say, man, I really wish I could eat dinner tonight. Or man, I really wish I could do what I said I was going to fast tonight. Man, I'm just, I'm kind of sad that I'm missing out. I want you to know you're not missing out. I want to encourage you tonight. You are not missing out. Because God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So tonight, let's seek God together. On day one of our fasting challenge, let's seek God together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, tonight that you are God and that you are the God who rewards your children who diligently seek after you. Lord, tonight, your people, your people watching and listening even right now, Lord, we are seeking after you in prayer and fasting. And Lord, I'm asking you tonight to be true to your word. We are anticipating and expecting a reward of your glory to manifest upon us as we go through this journey of 10 days. Lord, I thank you so much for your strength, for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Stay with it. It is a good thing. I'm telling you, it's a good thing. And we're going to see the glory of God and the power of God this Pentecost. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow night.